Welcome to the Ion Foxborough podcast. We're here for our first episode. Mark Daniels, Kieran Garigian. I'm Chris Mason. And hey, thanks for joining us right from the jump. What's going on, guys? Week one already. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's a great opponent coming up. Uh, we'll learn a lot about the Patriots right out of the right out of the gate. Sure will. So we're gonna do a uh, a big picture season preview right now. So just going around the room. What are we thinking the record's going to be in for your 2023 Patriots? Mark, what do you got? You know, it's it's a great question, and it's what all my neighbors have honestly been asking me. Every time I hang out with someone in my neighborhood, how good are the Patriots going to be this year? And I'm like, I think they'll be better than last year, right? So I'm saying over eight wins. You know what? I'm going to be optimistic and say the Patriots will win 10 games this year. And my rationale behind this is I think they're more talented than the 2021 season. However, I feel like the division is also more talented. So I don't see them at 11 wins. I could see them a 10-win team in the wild card round. That's, that's what I see. Mm. Well, I, I see them somewhere between 8 and 10. So I'll go with 9. <laughs> uh, they are, They are better than last year. Uh, the problem is the schedule is tougher and the opponents in the division are tougher. And, you know, I look at, you know, obviously they're playing, you know, the Eagles, Kansas City, the Cowboys, the Chargers, Buffalo twice, Miami twice, the Jets twice. And those could all produce losses. Or maybe even if they split with the AFC East, you know, they're, they're still looking up. Uh, there's winnable games against the Saints, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Commanders, uh, the Giants and the Steelers. But there's the degree of difficulty with some of those winnable games, you know, playing in Denver on Christmas Eve, playing in Denver is always tough. Uh, the Raiders in Las Vegas. So, I'm going to, as I said, I'm going to put them around at nine and eight. I actually have them eight and nine again. I think they're going to be a better team, but given the schedule you just laid out, I Mm -hmm. see them finishing in the exact same spot. And I think the offensive line is going to be an issue, specifically right tackle, um, where that just seemed like the biggest need this offseason and wasn't really addressed in a exciting or like, really thorough manner where they signed a bunch of guys, but you still don't even know who your week one starter is going to be there. You know, you have Riley Reef moved to guard and now doing, you know, he, he might end up on IR. I just see the offensive line as an Achilles heel here. And then even your guards to start the season, uh, Cole Strange and Mike Onwenu are both coming off of injuries. You know, they haven't had a ton of reps this summer. How ready to go are they? I think what's going to tell us the most about this team is really the first four weeks. It's hard. Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys. If they go two and two, I would be extremely optimistic. But mm. honestly, I think the goal is to not go zero and four. Mm. <laughs> if, so honestly, yeah. if you can win one game out of the mm-hmm. first four weeks, I think it's salvageable. You know, you get the Saints, Raiders, Bills again, but then Dolphins. You hit this sort of, I would say, easier part of the schedule in the midway point, right? You get the commanders and Colts back to back. You need to win both those games. And then you get the giants, chargers, Steelers. I don't know. Those teams could be good. They could also be sort of where you are, you know, sort of wild card type teams. But if they can go two and two or one and three out of the first, it's possible to turn it around, but if they go all in four, it's, it's going to be a long season. Right. And, and the, the last part of the, of the schedule is tough too. you know, the last four games you're playing, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Jets, and 
Denver in Denver. So, uh, so, you know, you got to kind of, kind of hold serve in the first half, right? make hay in the middle, and then, you know, hope you don't do swan dive like you've been doing in the, you know, the latter part of the season. And it'll be fascinating to see like just what uh, Robert Kraft thinks of this team if they finish, you know, in the same neighborhood again, you know, even if they're an eight and nine team again, but they're a better eight and nine team, you know, how does he feel about that? Because he's come out and, you know, made the playoff playoff declaration a couple years in a row. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's it. That's, you know, he Robert Kraft's talk tough uh, in the beginning of the last couple of seasons. Uh, but then he kind of softens his tone. And, you know, I, I think, I think in his heart of hearts, uh, he'd like to see Bill Belichick, uh, break Don Shula's record and do it while he's a head of the Patriot, you know, at the helm of the Patriots. But boy, I mean, if they, if they go three and 14 or four and 13 or whatever, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what Robert does. But all of us have them over seven and a half wins, which is the line at Caesars right now. And we've actually got a pretty sweet promo code for you there. If you use promo code MASSGET, M-A-S-S-G-E-T, and bet $50, you will get $250 in bonus bets. Right now, if you want to bet over Patriots seven and a half wins, you have pretty good odds. You're plus 115 there. So you can head over there, use that promo code. And we also have another one at BetMGM, that's promo code MASSLIVE, M-A-S-S-L-I-V-E, for a deposit match up to $1,000, which that's a pretty sweet deal. Um, At BetMGM, one bet that I like right now is for week one, the Raiders are three and a half point underdogs against the Broncos. I'm not really buying Denver yet. You know, I'm going to have to see to believe after Russell Wilson last year. I don't think Sean Payton's magic is going to fix everything by week one. So that bet Raiders plus 3.5 is one that I like. And now back to the program. And I think the next the next topic we have is going to be Mac Jones. This is a huge year for Mac Jones. It really can't be overstated. And so my question to you is this. After the season, the Patriots will think Mac Jones is blank. Fill in that blank, Mark. They are going to think Mac Jones is worthy of the fifth-year option, which is somewhere around a $20 million commitment. It's a lot of guaranteed money for a quarterback who people didn't want starting for the team a year ago. But the Patriots are in a difficult spot with Mac because say he goes just back to what he was in 2021, which is a top 15 quarterback, you know, a guy who you can get to the playoffs with, win 10 games. I think you're automatically going to pick it up because the worst thing that could happen is say the Patriots are sort of, or Bill, Bill Belichick's like, you know what? I don't think we should pick up Mac Jones's option. And then he goes out a year from now, and he just lights it up a la Daniel Jones, all of a sudden, you're going to need to bring him back, and you're going to have to shell out over $30 million, like the Giants did with Daniel Jones. So if I'm the Patriots, and I think Mac is going to be better, I see them picking up the fifth-year option. That'll give them, that'll lengthen the window to five years, and at that point, you'll have an ample enough sample size with multiple different offensive coordinators to say, hey, is this our guy for the future or not? What what was the question again? Fill in the blank. After this yeah. season, the Patriots will think Mac Jones is blank. Lucky to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, no question he's, you know, you see the bounce in his step. Bill O'Brien has gotten him, you know, back to 
doing things that he's comfortable doing. Uh, I think just on the surface, he should have a better season. But there's only so much you can do with a with a Swiss cheese offensive line. And we have seen no evidence to this point to suggest that the offensive line isn't going to be a big time problem. And, you know, I hate to, to, to make excuses or build in excuses for the quarterback, but it is an issue. Um, what will be interesting is, again, from what we've seen in training camp, from what we've seen with Bill O'Brien, um, because of the porousness of the offensive line, you know, he has them doing things to combat that, you know, the short, quick passes, the RPOs, the screen passes. And, you know, this is where Mac is supposed to shine. Uh, you know, I think if he stays healthy, you know, he'll have a decent year and he'll be worthy of that extension if he stays healthy. Do you think he'll start all 17 games? No. Mark? I'm going to go and say yes. I think I'm, I'm optimistic around Mac and the offense. And I, and I get the concerns about the offensive line because right now the number one concern about the Patriots is the offensive line. I think at the end of the day, um, Michael Wenu, Cole Strange, you get them back together. I think the group will be solid. The right tackle spot is an issue. And if I'm Bill Belichick, I move Wenu out there right now. But I think Mac survives. I think Mac survives this year. Um he came into camp in very, very good shape. Sure, he's motivated, he's having fun, but he's also stronger. And I think he needs to be stronger if he's going to survive, especially out of the gate here. I'm also a no on all 17 games. I'm on Karen's side here where I just, the caveat that I've had all summer is the offense looks a lot better. And it really does. Again, it was a low bar last year with Matt Patricia, but the offense looks better, but they can't hit the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They've been able to hit the quarterback all summer. Mac had three series against Green Bay. And by the third one, he was getting clobbered. And there were some backup offensive linemen in there, but that also speaks to the depth of the position. And guys are going to get hurt because that's the nature of the NFL. You know, nobody nobody has 53 healthy players all year. It just doesn't happen. So after this season, Mark, where do you think Mac Jones ranks? Where is he going to be among his peers? I think he'll be firmly top 15. Um, If I was to have one hot take, I I would say top 12, but I, I need to see more. He was top 15. I pulled it up here. He was 14th in passing. I want to say 13th in touchdowns and 8th in completion percentage. In 2021, as a rookie, his wide receivers that year, if we all remember, were Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, and Nikhil Harry. His tight ends were John Smith and Hunter Henry. The group he has right now is much better than 2021. First of all, I think he should be improved. But I, I'm hesitant to say top 12 until he does it. But, hey, Mac has already been a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. I think he can do that again. Yeah, I, I see him maybe sneaking into the top 15. You know, I have him in the 15 to 20 range. But I'm basing it, him getting to top 15, you know, based on uh, Bill O'Brien and how the, you know, they're doing everything to suit the offense around what Mac does well. And, you know, if he has a half second to throw or however long, I think he's going to complete passes again, because his comfort level is, is up and, you know, his hallmarks are his brain and his accuracy. And I think with the package of, you know, players he has at his disposal, while not totally elite, I think they're good enough 
for him to be right on the bubble of that uh, top 15. I got him right at like number 16 or so too. I think he's kind of dead center here across the league where, you know, solid player. I don't think he'll be spectacular, but given how good the defense could be, I don't think they really need him to be spectacular. They just need him to stay healthy. And again, that's another thing that's going to come back to the offensive line. And especially given the current backup quarterback, you know, who is it? Who is going to be the backup for week one? A lot of question marks there. Um, all right. Karen, who do you have as the Patriots breakout player this year? If there's one player under the radar that you could go with, who's who's your guy right now? Well, does being in a doghouse last year kind of qualify as being under the radar? Because I, I really think Kendrick Bourne's going to have a terrific year. Uh, you know, he started out a little bit slow uh, in training camp, but he's really come on. And, you know, talk about a player with who's gotten his confidence back. That's Kendrick Bourne. And he he just looks good. You know, he spent a lot of the offseason getting in better shape, putting on a little bit of weight. And, you know, just by how he looks, just by how he sounds, you know, talking to him, I think I think he's going to have a great year. He is such an energy player, too, right? Like, mm. when he's playing confidently, it's so easy to see. Mm. Karen actually took mine. So oh. I'm going to pivot. I think great minds think like, I think Kendrick is, uh, he, Bill Belichick, honestly, he's been speaking the world to Kendrick Bourne, which I think says a lot. But for me, I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. Hunter was really good in training camp. And I thought Hunter was one of the few players the defense struggled to stop, especially in the red zone. So if I had to predict, I would say Hunter Henry leads this team in receiving touchdowns again, like he did in 2021. But I think he could have a career year. I could see a 700 plus, you know, yard, 10 touchdown type season from Hunter Henry. I, I was just going to say, I, I think that's a good choice, too. My only concern with, with Hunter Henry is the offensive line. And last year we saw how he was basically taken out of routes, having a having a block or help block. Uh, you know, the hope would be that, again, in Bill O'Brien's offense, he loves tight ends. He loves the two tight end sets. But he also loves the tight ends being involved in the offense and not blocking the whole time so I think that would be like the one little asterisk with Hunter but I totally agree uh that he could he'll definitely have a rebound season my one hesitation with Hunter is just that if I'm a defensive coordinator across the league one of the first things I would do if I'm facing the Patriots is double Hunter Henry especially in the red zone you know we watch these practices and he's he Mac Jones is binky to borrow a a Mm. phrase of yours you know Mm. like He's the one that Mac is always looking for when they get down there. So maybe he continues to get open, but I just think they will scheme against him at some point, right? Like they have right. to. Uh, for my breakout, I'll buy the training camp hype. I will go Demario Douglas. He was so impressive in basically every aspect of training camp that he stays healthy. I think he could have a big year, and he is more of a conventional slot guy that they've had a ton of success with in the past. Um, so I'll go Pop Douglas for mine. Yeah, and that's another good choice. All right. And I think that just about wraps up the first episode. Thank you for listening to Ion Foxborough. And we will have another episode for you later this week. Subscribe and thanks for listening.